0: Over spring break my senior year, I remained on campus after it had emptied of students and enlisted a handful of friends to help construct a makeshift amphitheater on the side of a gently sloping hill in front of an abandoned horse stable next to one of the dining halls. I was attempting to replicate the Theater of Dionysus, the ancient amphitheater that still sits on the south slope of the Athenian Acropolis. We purchased plywood from a local lumber yard and built a dozen long, narrow benches which we drove into the soft, rain-soaked earth with rubber mallets. The dilapidated stable served as the skein, the building that stood behind the stage in many ancient Greek amphitheaters, and a raised wooden platform at the bottom of the hill set the playing area apart from the orchestra, a semicircular patch of earth where members of the chorus would dance and sing. We rented a light board and some park hands from a theatrical supply store in Columbus, Ohio, and hung the lights from towering metal pipes as well as from trees. Though it was certainly a gamble to stage anything outdoors in April, let alone at night, given the likelihood of rain, winds, and plummeting temperatures, it was the latest in the semester I could feasibly push the production before final exams and graduation. For my senior project, I had written a new translation of Euripides Bacchae a play that dramatizes the arrival of Dionysus, the god of wine, ecstasy, and intoxication, in the ancient city of Thebes and portrays the wide swath of destruction left in his path. The play premiered at the Theater of Dionysus in 405 BC after Euripides' death. In the play, Dionysus first comes to Thebes in the form of a charismatic preacher who sends the local women out of their homes and into the hills dancing in a static frenzy for the new god. He then spars with an untested king, a puritanical young man, an ephebe, or late adolescent, named Pentheus, who attempts to imprison the preacher and his foreign followers, the Bacchants, for inciting disorder in the city. At the end of the play, in a particularly gruesome scene, King Pentheus dies at the hands of his own mother, Aguwe, who hunts him down and, along with her sisters, rips him to pieces with her bare hands in a hallucinatory state, mistaking him for a mountain lion. In the span of one day, the seemingly indiscriminate violence of the god of intoxication levels Thebes, sparing no one. As the culminating event of my time in college, I directed a fully realized production of The Baki in the Ursat's Theater. I conscripted a motley assortment of philosophy, anthropology, classics, and religion majors to perform it, along with a local hippie drum circle replete with tom-toms, African djembes, and an Australian didgeridoo a low vibratory tube-like instrument that we employed at key moments to underscore the numinous presence of the god. In ancient productions of Greek tragedies, actors portraying Olympian gods were often hoisted in a towering crane or deus ex machina, god from machine, high above the Athenian crowd in order to deliver dramatic speeches at the end. In my production, a low-riding light blue Buick Skylark was to serve that function. When the god appeared in his divine form at the end of the play, he was to slowly roll into the orchestra with a throng of bacchants, bouncing in the back seat to the bump and thrum of low bass tones vibrating through black-tinted windows. As luck would have it, on opening night, minutes before the audience began to arrive, the actor playing Dionysus got stoned and accidentally locked his keys inside the machina, which happened to be parked directly in front of the stage, rather than behind the stable where it belonged. I had to call AAA to have a tow truck driver come shock open the electric locks so that we could start on time. Thankfully, we did. The audience arrived and huddled under wool blankets, smoking cigarettes and passing around jugs of cheap red wine, shivering in the frigid night air and illuminated by the flickering ambient light of tiki torches. The performers quickly recovered from their rocky start, and as the back ends danced, Hoping to bring the ancient play to life for an audience of young revelers, they tossed glittery Mardi Gras necklaces into the crowd and pulled audience members up to...